Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. You know who's with me. Winning or losing, my main man, Reggie. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Reg? What up, Joe? Sound the can. Um... Just uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, doing this podcast with a with a loss um but we we can get into it and talk about a lot of different aspects but we we saw some fight in the burgundy and gold today uh they're playing a you know a nfc leading uh philadelphia eagles and it was like washington doesn't didn't even remember how they played against uh the giants or atlanta or chicago it was a, it was a different team pretty much from the first drive um they had their mistakes otherwise they 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 wouldn't have come out with a win but uh looked like a looked like a pretty much a different team and we just need to, we just need to play philly every week right yeah 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 or tell yeah, them I we're playing philly yeah yeah, yeah that, that's good you tell the team you're playing philly every week they seem to prepare differently and uh or maybe we just have every team show up in green and white and maybe our guys will play a little bit different man but uh yeah watch out jets uh week 16 right <laughs> i think that's i think they're week 16 for us <laughs> yeah the jets got no chance yeah <laughs> we, we're gonna think they're philly but uh you know man um with three and five ken yeah. and, and i know i know ron and company is gonna tell us there's a lot of football left we're still in it but as i said last week um until I see something different, man, I think uh, I think the jury for me is pretty out on this team. And that just tells me we're not very good. And the fact that this team can play Philly the way they play Philly tells me that we have the ability to to be a good team. To. Put up 31 points on Philadelphia, two consecutive games. But yet we can't play Chicago, we struggle against Atlanta, we can't beat the Giants. You can't tell me the Giants defense is any better than Philly D. I mean, I, I don't understand what it is, but for some reason when we play the Philadelphia Eagles, we we, we play well. And yeah. and, I, and I don't know what the, what the deal is with it. Um, I'm not trying to figure it out. I don't get paid to, to figure it out. But the team that we've seen against Philly is who we felt like, I think, we could be week in and week out, win or lose. Right. Win or lose at the end of the day. But the the, the fight, the effort, the success, all of the things that we see when we play Philly, that's what we thought that we'd be as a team week in and week out. So right. it's a little bit frustrating to see this team play Philadelphia tight and then we play down to other competitions or we don't show up against a Buffalo team. Um, whatever the case. And I know it's people going to say it's the coaching and all that. I, I think there's a collective effort here, but, but at the end of the day, man, um, I, 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 for some reason I'm okay with this man, because I, I accepted after last week that this team just not good. And was I shocked a little bit the way that they were, had a chance to win this game? I was, I really was, yeah. but am I, down and out about it like I probably would be in, in weeks past. No. Nah. In fact, I'm more curious about what's going to happen uh, between now and uh, Tuesday. 
which we can get into here in a little bit. Yeah, I was referring yeah. to the trade deadline, but uh, I'm more intrigued yeah. by that, not about this game. Yeah, well, I'll um, as I typically do before a game or either preview or, or post game, I go over a few stats. Um, right, for, those that, for those that uh, didn't catch the entire game, uh, Washington uh, lost to Philadelphia 38 uh, 31. How was 39 of 52, 75% completion rate, which we'll take that all day long for just short of 400 yards, 397, four TDs, one interception. Uh, the first half, he was 26 of 24. Um, I mean, he was on fire the first half. Uh, from an offensive line perspective, they gave up one sack, and that was on the what I'll call essentially the last series. Uh, we we had the ball and and scored a a, a meaningless touchdown and, and and junk time when we were down by fourteen with a minute and a half to go and they were playing prevent. Uh, but when when the, when the game was within reach uh, to tie up the game, uh, the last on that fourth down there was a sack or sack fumble um, that basically closed out that game. Um, and it, and it kind of as we start talking about this game, I I wanted to go back and review my three key points of the game, and two out of three Washington did well with. Um, one was game plan for the rush. Uh, Washington did a lot of quick passes. Uh, they they uh, they were throwing a lot of things out to the flat. They were uh, hitting some some quick shots as well as going downfield some, but they were mixing it up. And and so I think there was a game plan for that pass rush. Um, it, while they you know while they did give Sam some uh, some heat, uh, that's expected in the NFL. But he was able to manage it and, and overall do well. Um, one of the other ones was a uh the uh, be better than average average or better at third down efficiency which is roughly 39 40% tends to be the average uh Washington was 8 for 17 for a 47% um uh third down efficiency so they 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 got better than that obviously when the the last series that I was referring to the, you know those are key you know when you don't get those those are the ones that you remember but they kept drives going uh throughout the game with their third down efficiency. Uh, the last one was don't give up big plays. Um, you know, with with uh, A.J. Brown, it's hard not to give up some. But the, to me, the big key, the key big play that was given up was the blown coverage. And um, Devontae Smith, right? Smith caught the touchdown with, I mean, he caught it and was like looking around like, where is everybody? And just kind of, he didn't even run. He just kind of almost skipped into the end zone for the last, for the final eight to 10 yards. Um, I think he was almost in disbelief on how, how open he was on that. So uh, unfortunately we did give up that big play there. Um, I know there's some big catches by Brown, but I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he's a beast to handle. Uh, we can definitely complain about some coverage and, and how they handled him on, on a couple of them. But he's he's a man amongst boys right now, uh, the way he's playing. So I give a little bit of a pass on that. Well, 
you know, what A.J. Brown has done to us for two games this season. Uh, today's game was his sixth consecutive game where he had 125 plus yards. Yep. Um, so, again, it's not That's just Washington that, he, that, that he's beating up on. Um, but I will, I, will, I will contend that although he had a great day, we didn't really give up a lot of the big plays to them. I mean, he worked for them. Right. Um, what was what was a little surprising though is they had Devontae Smith was one yard shy of a hundred yards. So collectively, man, you talk about you know fans have been talking about how Washington has a wide receiver group and what we should be able to do and get production out of. Philly seems to do that. I mean, AJ Brown had eight catches for a total one hundred thirty yards. Devontae Smith has seven catches. For 99 yards. Right. So he's a yard shy of 100. So between the two of them, they had 15 catches for over 200 some yards. Right? So that's production out of the, out of the offense and out of your receiving core. And we we don't do a good job of doing it. And there's been, I know there's there's countless reasons as to why that is, but we thought that was kind of the production. Maybe not a guy, any any one particular guy getting 120 yards. But you would think that between Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, that all those guys would get four or five catches, 70, 80 yards apiece. And at the end of the day, man, you spread the ball around and you don't know who to stop. But that's not what that's not how our offense works. And for some reason, you know, it just doesn't work out that way. But it is I find it ironic, though, that everyone's been asking where Jahan Dotson is, and then Lo and behold, he shows up. Right. All right. Lo, lo and behold, he shows up. I'm looking at the stats here. Johan Dawson led the team. He had eight catches for 108 yards. Yep. Followed by Jameson Crowder, seven catches yeah. and 95 yards, which was shocking. But I'm assuming he got some play because of uh, first Samuel going out. Right. And then Terry had five catches for 63. Um, but again, Johan Dawson has, has a career year, career day today against Philly in a losing, in a losing effort. Right. Um, but, but overall, I mean, the team looked good, man. I, I, I don't know if the changes on the offensive line made a difference or was it just simply, we just played Philly tough and it's just, just this way. I want to see how that offensive line with the changes that we had, um, on the, on the old line today. And, and for those that may not be aware, they essentially benched Nick Gates, the center, the free agent center that we got from the New York Giants and went with Tyler Larson, the veteran. And then the left guard, um, Sadiq Charles, was in, got injured last week. And so they started Chris Paul. So the, the center, the interior of our old line was different today. And again, they, they gave it one sack, a little bit of pressure throughout the game, but, but for the most part, it looked nothing. Our offensive line looked about what we would have wanted our offensive line to look all year. But again, when we played Philly in week four, not a lot of pressure. Offensive line seemed to hold up, give Sam some time. So I don't know if this is the Philly, us playing Philly effect, or this is the, the turning of the old line going forward. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll wait to see next week, but, but overall, Everybody, the offense played fine, and Eric Benedict called a pretty good game. I mean, some plays were executed, as we saw with some past 
from Sam to Terry and, and things of that nature. But overall, as I said, we open this, the way this team played today is the way we expect this team to play every week. And we said this after week four when they played Philly in Philadelphia. We're like, man, that's why we thought the Chicago game. Chicago had no chance after the way we played Philly in week four. So, hell, I don't know. I don't know who's going to show up next week against against New England. But but nonetheless, good effort by the team, man. But I, 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 I don't have enough confidence to know that this is a turning around of our team to start the upward trend of anything positive. Until I see it, to me, this was this was an isolated thing specifically against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. Um some of some of the you know, as, as I was watching the game, there's a couple of things where I, I think I even mentioned you. Know, I said I need to start taking notes um so I can recall certain plays or certain situations that led to us doing something good or led to like a stall drive as an example. Um you know, I had mentioned, I don't know if it was on the podcast or uh, just us having a uh, conversation about, you know, we always talk about getting Terry involved. Well, I was like, let's get Jahan involved early as well. First two plays was one to Terry, one to Jahan. And, and while there was changes on the offense, um, on the offensive line, I should say, you know, when you execute the plays efficiently, that that alone makes any coordinator look better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. If they if Heineke last year would have been twenty four for twenty six in the first half of Scott Turner's offense, we would have been saying, Scott Turner, why aren't why aren't you uh, why aren't you calling a game like this every week? Now, I I think that enemy is much better offensive coordinator than Turner. Don't get me wrong. But when the team is efficient and running the game plan and not shooting themselves in the foot with, you know, false starts and, and holding and delay games and, and things like that, um, your offense all of a sudden gets into a rhythm. And our first drive, we didn't score, but we moved the ball some. The second drive, we had a nice drive third drive we we drove and scored again it's like okay there's a rhythm here and normally that isn't stopped you know it doesn't just go cold it it can at times but throughout the entire game because of how how the first quarter started out offensively they maintain that throughout the entire game um and and again it, it goes to a when i say fast start it starts with a fast start of being efficient uh, it doesn't always lead to points, but there's an efficiency to it. There's a rhythm to it, and that's what they had this week. Um, and to your point, we'll see if they're able to maintain this. If they are, you know, they they may. I'm not going to say turn the season around, but instead of being, you know, here they're three and five. Um, they may go, you know, fl- flip it around, be five and I say five and three, but they could be five and three in their next eight games and then finish up against Dallas win or loss. I'm not saying that they will, but when you're playing like you are today, that gives you a chance. As you said, that gives you a chance every single game. Um, and I don't, I don't think anybody would disagree that if we play, if we played like this uh, the last few weeks, we'd 
we'd probably be at least 500 right now. We'd be four and four, if not. We, we'd be above 500. That's what I'm saying. At least, minimum, right? We, we would have won one of, one of the games against uh, Chicago or, or, or the Giants. Um, so, and maybe. The way, the, the way this team has played against Philly over the past few weeks, you beat New York and you beat Chicago. I, I don't that. disagree. But yeah. they didn't play that way. And so you lost to them. But um, so offensively, is it anything you're interested about offense? You want to talk about the defense? Uh, say, that, say that again. I said any more on the offensive side of the ball that you want to talk about or do you want to um, switch over to the defense? I, I, the only thing on offense that I would kind of that, that sticks out, that, that jumps out is um, the last – I'll say the last series that we all felt that the game was over uh, when the fourth down went um, both Terry and Howell, I thought did not do well on that, on that play. Uh, Howell had a, an open uh, Terry McLaurin on two shots and both of them, he threw the ball to where it was a, a challenging catch for Terry. Um you know, if you're telling me that on, on the next game, Terry gets back-to-back tough catches like he saw today, he's catching at least one of them, right? May, maybe both of them. So, you know, it, it wasn't right where it needed to be. It, it definitely needed to be a better pass. And considering we're talking about Terry and we're talking about the NFL, I would have thought that one of those would have been caught. Um, and it, it is what it is, but... Um, it, it, it's a from from a howl perspective. This is crunch time, right? And this is the first time where I would say we got to the end of the game like this, and he wasn't accurate. It seems like a lot a lot of times as the pressure built, and he was cool as a cucumber, and he was cu- you know moving around and everything, uh, stepping up into the pocket to get these throws was good, but just the pass wasn't accurate and. You know, we'll see how if that's something that continues uh, in in crunch time of him being accurate or not. Well, this is just a question that I know we won't know the answer to, but how much of the record pace of sacks that he has endured over the first few weeks played a role in him in him rushing through his read progression or even the throw, because. You know, again, the second week in a row where he didn't make a good throw on fourth down to that were critical in the game. Right. right? Last week against the Giants, again, the line, the, the, the defense, the defender made a great play, flushed him out of the pocket. He's running to the right. And it's a t- it's a tough throw to make on the run. Right. That he threw behind uh, Jahan Dotson. Right. Um, but again, the good ones find a way to make that happen. And you, if you right. if you watched that Netflix special, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes makes those throws, but he practices that. Again, if you watched it, he practiced making those unorthodox throws. So when it happens in the game, it's very natural. So tough for Sam to make, natural for Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not saying that he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but just the difference between off-script plays. Uh, And then this game today – against Philadelphia, uh, again, one, he threw to Terry and it was low. The other one, 
that was the what is considered the last drive in the game that would have that was the game tying drive. Um, man, for the most part, he had a clean pocket and Terry had settled down in the zone and he threw it. If he throws it into Terry's numbers, he hits him dead in the chest. Right. But instead, he throws it behind Terry, and Terry's trying to reach back to make the to make the catch. And it was a right. difficult throw, an inaccurate throw by Sam, and a difficult attempt at catch by uh, by Terry. Um, was he rushing because it was fourth down, and he didn't want to take a sack, so he rushed through the progression and the throw, and it ended up being not being accurate. We'll never know. Right. Um, but again, the game essentially ended, in my opinion, on what, what was essentially the first sack of the game. I mean, I know he did the intentional grounding to avoid a sack early in the game, but when that strip sack happened at the end of the game, that pretty much secured it with a little less than two minutes to go in the game. You know, it, it still happened, and it, man, of, of, for the offensive line, and I'm not going to be hard on the offensive line this game, but for them to go through the game, for the, giving Sam protection, that was the worst time for them to give a sack. And it, and it can't, it's not lost on me that the one guy that allowed the sack is the guy that's been rated our worst offensive lineman, who, oh, by the way, happens to be our one of our key free agent signings, uh, Wiley from Kansas City, which, oh, by the way, was brought by our new offensive coordinator. And he's not been good. And right on par, he gives up the game ceiling sack, if you will, to to Reddick, and that pretty much ended the game, ended the drive and our and our comeback attempt right, um, right. in this game, man. So very fitting in a bad way that Wiley gives up that that sack, the one yeah. sack in the game. So uh, definitely, definitely. Um, on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I I need to go look. I I didn't look. Um, I don't know if he, even if the stat is out yet. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Um, still not consistently enough of a pass rush from our front four. There's a few times where we flushed them out. Um, but I mean, there there there's no you know everybody rushing it and and meeting at the quarterback and he has nowhere to go and 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 goes um I mean, as a matter of fact i think uh smith a lot of smith's um yardage seemed to be when when he had when uh hertz had way too much time way too much time way too much time and all of a sudden it seemed like it went to smith uh several times um it was like you can cover him for a certain amount of time but after a point smith was able to get open and he was the one that in those situations that uh Hertz was finding. Um right. and I I you know do do we want to put the 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 blame on the front four? Do we want to put it on Del Rio for never blitzing uh or seldom blitzing? I I thought there was a few opportunities uh late in the game uh where it was uh I don't recall. I think it was like second and eight or something like that uh one of their lat one of their it was in the fourth quarter later in the fourth quarter and i was like man that's a that's a great time to blitz you haven't blitzed all game man. just send it and that way the, the backs only need to cover for you know a second and a half to two seconds 
and not he had time he had time and got it out to the tight end and it, it was you know it was a it was a first down and they kept the drive going um again i i'm, I'm not able to read the look at the tape for the full uh 22 but what i see on tv jack doesn't surprise anybody uh the the, the no, I don't want to call vanilla. I don't want to call vanilla in the game. What's that? He blitzed a few times during the game. It's just that I, I, I suspect with anything, if you do it enough times, you get pretty good at it. We yeah. don't blitz enough, and so our guys aren't very good at blitzing. But he called a few blitzes. They yeah, just there, there, there was they, some. They, I'm interested in how how many there was uh, throughout the game. Um, yeah. Philadelphia just picked him up and Jalen Hurts is a mobile enough quarterback that even when it came through, he was able to move around and extend plays. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was interesting to me is I think Deron Payne had two tackles. Uh, Jonathan Allen had one tackle. Chase Young had one tackle. Montez Sweat had five tackles. Three solo, one sack, and a tackle for loss. And David Mayo uh, playing in place of um, Cody Barton led the team in tackle with nine total tackles. But if I repeat those numbers again, Deron Payne had two, John Allen had one, Chase Young had one, and Montez Sweat had five, right? So again, you're not getting tackles, you're not getting pressures, you're not getting any any of the type of disruption that we would expect our defense to do. Right. Um, I think we all realize that, I'm not gonna say realize, I think we all have the expectations that the team is gonna look a little bit different on the defensive line next week. Because um, the expectation is one of those guys is gonna get traded. And you know, it wouldn't surprise me if neither one gets traded, but the speculation is that one of them would get traded. We don't know which one it is. Um, but they didn't have a great game. I mean, told, at the end of the day, this defense, once again, gave up 38 points. Yeah. Right? If this defense is half, of as good, half as good as we expected them to be, you don't give up 38 points to Philadelphia. You don't give up 34 points to Philadelphia. You scored 31 in both games, and you probably win both of those games. Right. right. You scored 31 points. I'd be willing to bet that you, that the percentage is very high that you win those games. Not us. Right. We got this vaulted front four that everyone talks about. And we gave up 38 points to the Eagles today. You've, right. you've given up 30 plus points five out of eight weeks. Yeah. Not going to get it done. And, and when the offense scores 31, I, I, I like our chances to win. Absolutely. I agree. Right. Um, we did see Forbes get some snaps. I don't know what his snap count was. Um, we talked about it at the bar uh, as we watched the game amongst ourselves and some people around us. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to jump off the Forbes bandwagon. Um, but I will say there's some things to be concerned. Right. I know there's some growing pains um, as a young rookie, and I think. Outside of quarterback, cornerback might be one of the, the hardest positions to adjust to when you come into the NFL. Right. And he is getting he's getting baptized by fire, man. Um, and it's not right. gonna get any easier for him. But the thing that's getting me is 
he's making mistakes that I would think that he would have the football intelligence to to be able to compete at this level, right? Getting burned is just is just part of it as a corner. Getting burned by veteran wideouts who are just savvy, right? He's playing you against yourself. I get all of that, but like that beautiful touchdown catch that uh, uh, we talked about it during the game that uh, AJ Brown made between two defenders. It was Forbes and Quan Martin. You can see the play develop. Forbes let AJ Brown get behind him because he knew he had safety help over the top. Jalen Hurts throws the ball into double coverage. Quan Martin and Manuel Forbes are both playing in the same position, which was behind AJ Brown. Forbes was supposed to stay, have coverage underneath. He should be between the ball, the quarterback, and AJ Brown, but instead he runs past AJ Brown right. and he bumps Quan Martin. So the both of them are bumping into each other while AJ Brown is making a highlight real catch in double coverage. And it's going to be on Sports Center. Um, I've never even played ball collegiately, and even I know hell with safety helps you need to stay underneath. Right. And that's that's a rookie mistake, man. That's a very rookie, rookie. That, that's not even a rookie mistake. That's a mistake that is like, why Why would you even do that? So I'll just give my little two cents that I said when we were talking about it. I said, I think he's going to self-correct. At least I hope he does. He will self-evaluate himself and he will get to work not only watching himself in the film, tape, and in the offseason. But if he comes back in year two making some of these kind of mistakes, then I think, man, we make the wrong pick. But at this point, Hey, this is this is just part of welcome to the NFL, and he's gonna have to learn, man. He's gonna put his pride down and learn. But that was very discouraging to watch him still continue to get beat um, the way he did with AJ Brown today in the few snaps that we did. And, and the funny thing is, the only way we knew he was playing because he was getting beat, right? Right? Because right? when they went back and showed the replay, you're like, oh, who's covering? Oh, that was Forbes on that. Well, I, I think what I, what I'm seeing. You know, uh, throughout this season, and, and I'll say the first week or two, it didn't seem like it was as much, but I'm seeing it more so because uh, you know, the, the league watches tape and the league learns people's weaknesses and, and attacks them. And, you know, the knock on Forbes when he was drafted was his size and strength, right? He's and he's you know, aggressive. What's that? And he was an aggressive corner. Which means he's, which means he's gonna that translates to me he's yes. a gambler. Correct, correct. But I think where I see him getting beat more is anytime there's a he's got to be physical, right? If he can cut in front of somebody, he does okay. But if he's got to go up with somebody, if he's got to you know body somebody like like you know I'll just say some of the plays, especially when you're talking about somebody like AJ Brown, you know it's like going up for a rebound. You know, AJ goes up and 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 Forbes doesn't have a chance. It, I, I said it during the uh, during the game at the bar. You know, it, it's a man against a boy there, um, and and even even if he didn't catch it, you just see the way that Brown moves to the ball, and and, and Forbes is trying to I don't know, kind of flail, and, and he's he's trying to cover. But right. 
he he doesn't he doesn't have the 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 power to deal with something like that the strength um and, and just body size right he's i mean there's a matter of fact ours i guarantee you i don't even have to look it up our kicker both of our kickers are bigger and way more than forbes who's covering a lot of number one wide receivers out there um and when it, whether it's on the line getting physical or you know on the ball um trying to trying to get physical with somebody not with pass interference but just body jockeying to get to the ball uh, he's losing every single time well, well and, I, could, I, I could live with the fact that if he was making the right reads in position to make the play and it just came down to strength but that's not what's happened right the, the fact that he you, you talk about his weight his strength that's already there. He can't change that right now. Correct. But then when you compound with being out of position, making the wrong reads and gambling, it makes it worse. Because, again, if he was in the right position to make the play and he just went up against a guy like A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown is just stronger, hey, man, you tip your hat to it and you just say, I'll get in the weight room this offseason. But the weight thing is not going to change right now. So you at least got to be intelligent and smart as you're going through and as you're playing the game, he's not even doing that. And that's the part that concerns me. We've always talked about his weight. And for most, some people said it's not, a, it's not a big deal. Okay, it's not a big deal. You tell me it's not a problem. It's not a problem. But he can get in the weight room this, this offseason and change that a little bit, right? But he can bulk up. He, but, he if from, he, wrong, but if he he's still in the wrong position, he's in the wrong position. He can go from a number two pencil to a number three pencil. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I, think, I think his body size, I think his body structure is it, at, at it, to, for him to get truly thicker and stronger. It's not happening in in an off season. Not 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 legal that. NFL rules. <laughs> Let me go there. I'm, I'm not worried. I'll be honest. I'm not worried about it, about his weight. Um, because because again, strength, you, yeah. you take you take that play where AJ Brown scored over him. If he's in position where he's supposed to be, that's probably an interception. It, at, at, at worst, it's a deflection. At best, that's an interception where, and people are questioning why did Hurts throw that ball to double coverage. But instead, he gets out of position, and it's a completion, and it's a highlight reel, and now everyone's saying that A.J. Brown lost it. Well, that's well, the difference, it, right? Well, I'm not talking about so much that play. I'm talking about, you know, the, the idea of getting on the line and doing a hand check to somebody Let's let's say Del Rio dials up a, a you know a six man blitz, right? He, he's he's blitzing two people, and you you got you know him at the line and and hold him for you know the five or seven yard gain. He's not he's not hand checking anybody, and so it, it it changes what you can do with the guy, and if you're if you're missing on coverage and you're or you're biting on certain moves to your point of him being aggressive um and i think at this point not only is he aggressive at times but he's also a little bit timid because he's gotten burned he's 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 a little bit extra careful especially when you're going up against somebody like brown um yes. and I, I i agree i'm not saying that he's a a bust but there's things that i'm concerned about definitely strongly concerned about after half a season year one um because i don't it'd be different if i see him making plays as well as having some struggles um 
and, and I'm not seeing the plays. It, it seems like I see more of the bad plays than him making a play or, you know, having somebody locked down or anything like that. Um, so but, time but will some, tell. But some, of that, some of that is technique, though, right? To, to, to use an example you made, if he's having to play press corner because we're getting ready to blitz, then you 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 redirect the receiver. You use the sideline as your second defender, and you do some things. Again, sure. that's technique, right? That's that's just technique. And but if he's got to go up and just try to jam a receive a big receiver at the line of scrimmage, you're right. He'll probably lose. So you don't go up and try to fight that guy. You try to redirect him, and you use your sideline as, as your help or something of that nature. You don't let him cross your face and do a slant on you and beat you at the line of scrimmage. I mean, they're, they're just things you can do. But right now he's making mistakes that seems to be, in my opinion, that he shouldn't be making at this level. He, you've got to be in position to do some things. I, all I of the other stuff, will, all the other things will come. You hone your technique, you hone your skill. But man, he's out of place. He's not tackling. He, he's, I mean, we've seen some things that got him benched. And yeah, I, I do agree that I think he's a little bit timid, especially playing A.J. Brown. He, seems, he played way off early in the game when he was playing off so far that A.J. Brown ran a stop and turned around. He made And Forrest made the tackle. But, man, it was an easy pitch and catch because Forrest was worried about A.J. going deep, and A.J. just stopped the route, turned around, and boom, there's a catch for a huge game. Uh, and I and anybody who remembers that play and was watching it live, when you saw it was Forbes that had to make – make the tackle you can't tell me you didn't have a, a moment of concern if you realized it was forbes <laughs> trying to make the tackle um yeah yeah so but we'll see man we'll see yeah. um three and five i don't know man like i said i, I i'm more interested in what's going to happen between now and tuesday at this point and uh we'll see what happens i, I don't think if, if there's anything that happens with washington i don't think we're I don't think we're buyers. I think we're these sellers at this point. Yeah. And that may just involve one player, for all I know. But I, I don't right. think we're going to be bringing addition players as much as we'll be trading away a player and maybe getting some draft picks or something. Yeah. Do, uh, do you want to go on the record and make a prediction, a bold prediction on anybody getting traded? Do you feel a bold prediction in your uh, in your back pocket there, Reg? I don't have any bold prediction, but <laughs> but if you want me to if you want me to make one, I'm going to say that nobody gets traded. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. Um, I know people speculated that losing would speed the speed the clock up for the potential uh, or speed up the negotiations and the clock on getting something done. I don't necessarily think that that's the case uh i mean ron, ron hasn't done it yet since he's been here um i know having sweat and young in the free agency is a a different dynamic that he hasn't had in the past um but i don't i don't see it happening but uh we'll yeah. see we'll I, see i don't th i don't think either guy that's my bold prediction i don't think either one is traded i understand yeah, I the speculation i don't i don't doubt the teams are calling there's probably even some discussions being had but at the end of the day i don't think ron and martin mayhew is ready to let these guys walk depending on the dollar and i just don't think they're going to do it yeah um I'll, we'll give a shout out to uh joey sly uh at the end of the first half kicked a 56 yard field goal but there was 
There was a penalty and moved it back to uh, from 56 to 61. And he said, man, if, if you thought 51 or 56 looked good, I'll show you what, what 61 looked like. And, and he had, not, I mean, it was closer to dead center and he had another five or six yards on that kick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know Sly's had a, a little bit of a struggle here and there, um, but today got to, got to give him credit for, for what he did. So he did, didn't want to, did. didn't want to pass up uh, and, and not give Joey Sly uh, a little credit there. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you got anything else, my man? I don't, man. I don't. Okay. Good recap. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we will end up. Uh, we'll see what happens on Tuesday, and we'll have a discussion on whatever happens or doesn't happen, as well as a preview of the uh, New England Patriots. And you know, we'll be we'll be talking to y'all as always. You know where to, to hit us. Uh, you catch us on Twitter at DA Duh Two Knuckleheads on, at Twitter. And until next time, peace out, Knuckleheads. Peace out, y'all.